you for tuning in. For Muhammad, I am Matt, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Welcome to this week's episode. Muhammad, how are you doing on this fine, fabulous, wonderfully, slightly chilly Saturday, Florida afternoon? I'm doing amazing, and it's really not that cold. No, you know. You're just from Florida. I'm not from, I'm, I'm from further north than you have ever been. <laughs> you keep wearing jackets, though. I know, I do. I keep wearing jackets. That's because it, is, it gets cold. It's weird. I'm not used to it. And the Matt that used to live in Nashville and Virginia shake their heads at me every day <laughs> when I throw on flannels and jackets. I just, I like showing off, you know. The guns? Yeah, yeah. The gun? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, it is a packed episode that we have going on this week. We have so much that we need to do. You guys are going to have fun. Yeah. These are some really non-touchy subjects. No, this no is, one's going to be Nobody's going to be offended by anything that we have to say today. And that being said, we are going to go right into it with the uh, with the NDAA, the, the Patriot Act. Yep, yep, yeah. So, uh, Quietly, the National Defense Authorization Act of 2017 uh, was signed by President uh, Barack Obama, um, and that happens every year, obviously, nothing new there, uh, except for, you know, it does, it funds, it funds the military, it funds this and that, it was about $611 billion, um, but what was new this time is uh, the... I already forgot the name of it. I, yeah, it's the, George Orwell's bill. That's yeah, the, what I'm the, just gonna call yeah, it. Yeah, the George Orwell bill. Uh, the George Orwell bill uh, was included in the 2017 NDAA, and there was a pro the provision establishes the Global Engagement Center, which coordinates efforts to recognize, understand, expose, and counter foreign state and non-state propaganda and disinformation efforts aimed at undermining United States national security interests. Yeah, that's it's the Counting Disinformation and Propaganda Act. That's... That was it was shoved into the NDAA um, at the end of it. So it was actually part of the NDAA now uh, and not it wasn't its own standalone thing. Right. So if we just go over that one that one phrase, the recognize, understand, expose, and counter foreign state and non-state propaganda. That means that because of the recent uh, trend in hashtag fake news, <laughs> um, which uh, isn't something that I truly really believe in. There is fake news out there, but mm. I believe that a lot of the stuff that people say is fake is just stuff that they disagree with. Yeah, that's that's what we that's what we found out. Right. It was just a bunch of um, honestly, it was just sort of liberal news sites. I hate picking on you guys, but it's just liberal news but sites. make it so easy. Yeah, that uh, came out with a lot of these lists of fake news, you know, that ended up being, many of them were just not fake news. They are just conservative-leaning or libertarian-leaning slanted news, which doesn't make it fake. Right. Um, it was stuff like the Ron Paul Institute for Peace and Prosperity. Um, and the Fed. And the Fed, uh, the Free Thought Project. Um, a and, lot of these are just slanted. They're not fake. Right. And Washington Post even came out and said that that news report was, well, yeah. fake. Yeah. Um, but 
what the bill, which was written by a repo, it was a it was, obviously it was a bipartisan bill, uh, and I believe that it was primarily written by a Republican. I do not remember his name. It was um, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, that's because we do excellent show prep here. Uh, Rob Portman. Rob Portman, that's right. Um, but yeah, Rob Portman wrote it, and then it says, to recognize, understand, expose, and counter foreign state and non-state propaganda. This means that the news coming out of, say, Russia, the Middle East, mm-hmm. whatever, um, would be able to, the propaganda coming out would be able to be countered by our government. But not only that, but the part that really has me worried is that, it says counter foreign state and non-state propaganda. That mm-hmm. means media not run by the government. Yep. Yeah. So like us, even. Right. They, that, they can basically deem us, you know, Russian propaganda, you know, actors. Which probably isn't helping that we admitted to being the Russian hackers yeah. in a previous episode. Yeah, we did. But <laughs> <laughs> we're not Russian. If you're listening, NSA. We, we are not Russian. Neither <laughs> one of us are Russian. Um, he's Egyptian, and I'm full-blooded American. Yep. Um, so, what? So now the Department of Defense is going to be in charge of controlling non-state media. It's, uh, State Department is what I read. I thought, well, State Department, what I read in the article that I sent you, it said State Department and then Department of Defense will be overseeing part of it as well. Oh, see, now then, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it, it's, it's all part of the same. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. The government. It's the government. Okay, the yeah. government is now going to be in charge of all media coming in and out of the country, and they will have the ability to say, no, that can't be released, is how I'm reading this. Pretty much, yeah. Um, non-governmental agencies... Or authorized grants to collect and store examples in print, online, and social media, disinformation, misinformation, and propaganda directed at the U.S. and its allies, as well as counter efforts by foreign entities to use disinformation, misinformation, and propaganda to influence policies and social and political stability. Basically, word salad on a lot of vague terms that they get to deem necessary whenever they have to. Exactly. It's just as, it, like, it's pretty much just as vague as uh, speech codes on campus. Like, when they say no hurtful language or language that's deemed, uh, you know, offensive, blah, blah, blah. Well, however the different college campuses do it, they always have these word salads on what could be deemed illegitimate on their campuses. That's basically what that sounds like. They're going to be able to just be, you know, they're going to be able to look at somebody or a website or something and say, that's uh, disinformation by a foreign state, and they might not even have to. I'm sure they're not going to have to even show any much proof anyways, because as we saw, and it's going to come later in the in, in the in in this conversation, our other topic, how they ne- never really showed any proof of Russia actually hacking anything. Right. Um so it's uh, it's it's good. It's 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 a power grab. It, yeah, it's a power grab, and this is, and this is North Korea kind of crap that we're talking about here. Yeah, you know, this is, you know, North Korea, China, communist Russia. Like this is this is not good, mm-hmm. that, and it was just snuck in. It's not something that was ever 
thought was going to happen in America, and they basically just grabbed the First Amendment, tossed it on its head, yeah. and said, yeah, there's the freedom of the press, but only if you're reporting things that we want you to report. Yeah, it's, uh, it's if you guys know anything, the Alien and Sedition Act was pretty much the, the same thing, and that one is not exactly a thing anymore, but... The government tries and tries again from, you know, the birth of the country till now to uh, grab whatever power they can on the media to control what kind of information gets to the people. You don't want an insurrection on your hand, obviously. Right. You can't let the you can't let the people get too informed, I guess. And when you have especially in this day and age with so many outlets for uh, information to be spread and so many differing opinions being out there that now the government feels the need that they have to curtail mm. all of that and make sure that they have control over what is out there. I mean, this is seriously some George Orwell 1984 type shit. Yeah. It's not good. It's scary at yeah. the very least. And if, if this doesn't show you proof how disgusting the government is and the state as a whole, it doesn't matter who you are, a Republican is the one that led this, and a Democrat signed it in. Right. And, you know? I mean, Republicans and Democrats both voted for it. Exactly. You know, this yeah. is this is a bipartisan screw-up. Yep. Democrats, you know, all the time talked about civil liberties and all of that. And some Republicans, at least the Freedom Caucus and... Um, the, the Freedom Caucus, you know, talks about civil liberties, too, and... and uh, uh, Fourth Amendment and all that, uh, but Republicans in general talk about smaller government, but that's obviously not the case for anybody that passed this no, at all. Anybody that supported this, any, well, anybody who supports the uh, Patriot, Patriot Act mm -hmm. in general is not in support of smaller government and civil liberties, and anybody who signed this one knowing that this uh, provision was in there is just proving that they are just trying to keep us quiet and trying to allow us to only see a portion of the information that is out there. Which, believe it or not, I don't know how um, my favorite senator voted on this, and now I'm kind of interested. Um, I'm sure he probably voted no. I, I hope so. I hope so. Is. Yeah, I, I hope that my three favorite people in Congress... My four favorite people. I'll yeah. throw Mike Lee in there. Yeah. My four favorite people in Congress all voted no on this is my hope. But even if even if they did vote no, if, if they voted yes, I will be very upset. But if they voted no, it still passed. And mm -hmm. it's still something that we now have to deal with because it is law, which is just sad. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see the, the actual effects of that. Um if it ever, or once it starts being used, because we don't know yet, and I don't want to fearmonger anybody, obviously, but it still is scary that it the, this sort of language is in, in the book somewhere, that, and it could be used. Right. Um, but let's, uh, let's go into the next and similar topic of then, you know, the, the Russia, you know, because um, this kind of has, you know, Russia was technically part of this, right, whether Russia, they want it to be or not. Right, right. It's because of Russia that uh, they say they had to do this. Yeah. Um, 
Even though President-elect Trump is saying that there's no evidence Russia did it. Julian Assange said that it, Russia wasn't the one who gave him mm-hmm. the information. Clinton did come out and say that, thir- uh, I think she said 13, uh, 13 agencies said that Russia was the reason behind it. Um, and Donald Trump said there's no evidence of it, and she said you apparently don't believe your government. And when she I don't. when she said that, I thought, well, yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm not against that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but so Barack Obama said that he knew back in August that Russia had hacked the DNC. Mm-hmm. He decided to throw sanctions on them this week. Yeah, uh, why did he wait so long? Uh, and, you know, they weren't crazy sanctions like you throw on Iraq or anything or Iran, but they were still sanctions. It's the same concept. Uh, he, uh, it, it, it is an act of aggression yeah. in response to something normal. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's, res- <laughs> it's response to, to Donald Trump getting in and he wants to muddy the waters between America and Russia. That's right. I don't know. What's uh, what's your theory? I feel like you're you're quizzing me right now. No, I mean, oh, okay. I, I agree. I think that it is. I think like, that, a, like a last ditch effort to, you know, throw a wrench in I, relations between Russia and the States. I personally think that if Hillary Clinton had won the election... Even though Russia had hacked the, if, even if Russia was the ones that hacked the DNC, he would not have thrown these sanctions on. It's only because his party lost. Yeah, that's, feel, that's probably true. I feel like Obama's just in sort of a free fall right mm-hmm. now. Well, that's that's not the only thing he did too. He also expelled thirty five diplomats. He did expel thirty five yep. diplomats. Yep. He also said that if he was running for a third term, he easily would have won. He, he said, would. That's what he said. I thought. I thought this country is full of racists that elected a racist. Right, yeah, exactly. That's so, interesting. Which one is it? Right, yeah. Would we have elected Barack Obama, the first black president, to a third term if he ran again, or is the country full of racists? It's, you don't really have it both ways. Exactly. Um, so, unless he's like, it's, unless it's like the Clayton Bixby thing, you know, where we, uh, Barack Obama might be the head of the KKK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, we miss you on TV. Please come back. Um, but uh, the, this, besides all that, um, the the cool thing with... The, oh, you know, I'm sure you haven't heard about this, um, but I, I saw it and I died. Uh, they, they were posting... Did you see what the Russian embassy in the UK did in response? The oh I, well, I saw what Russia did. No, I did not see what the Russian embassy in the UK did. <laughs> when, when President Obama expelled the uh, the ambassadors, their, their Twitter page uh, res- uh, said uh, something like President Obama expelled the uh, thirty five ambassadors, uh, and then they put they with the with the tweet they put a picture of a duck. Oh, and wrote and wrote lame on it. I was like, oh, I was like, what? That was the that was the lead report on Drudge Report before Drudge Report went down. Drudge Report went down the other day for an hour and a half, I think. And Matt Drudge went on saying it was the government, the U.S. government, shutting them down because they didn't like what they were putting out. And I thought that was just. Absolutely hilarious. If it's true, it's terrifying. If it's not true, if it's not true, it's a yeah. really funny joke. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Putin, though, when yep. he Putin's response. Yeah, Putin's response was 
it was the ultimate mic drop bitch slap on yeah. President Obama. He said, he came out and he said, we will not be expelling the American ambassadors. We're mm-hmm. going to let them stay here. And in fact, once they all come back, since they're all spending uh, the holidays here, yeah, the Christmas with their families, yeah, and he, uh, well, he said they can come back to the Kremlin and celebrate Christmas here. Mm-hmm. Which some of my friends pointed this out to me is that in the direct Russian translation of what he said, he wished Obama a Merry Christmas. He wanted the ambassadors to have a Merry Christmas. He said that they could come back and celebrate Christmas there. And then when they reported it here, mm-hmm. uh, the American media switched it to happy holidays, 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 cut Christmas out of it. Ah. And like they, they PC'd Putin. That's funny. Um, but then Putin finished it with, I'm not going to worry about this until the end of the month when we can start talking with the new leader. And yeah. he basically just told Obama, stick it, man. I don't care. Yep. I, Showed did, he was a bigger man. Yeah. I'm going to wait this out. I'm going to talk with your new leader. We'll figure out what to do then. And we don't have to worry about what... You have to say, yeah, we'll have to deal with it for 28 days or whatever it was at the time. Yeah, funny thing, I got PC'd on Christmas when I was going around saying, Happy, you know, Merry Christmas to everybody. Did you? Yeah, people were like, Happy Holidays, Muhammad. Yeah, and, yeah I was like, Oh, okay, well, Happy <laughs> Holidays. <laughs> um, I wasn't saying it to like push it on you. How's a Muslim gonna push Christmas on people, you know? How dare you? Um, How dare you ever? Yeah, um, which I, I don't know, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, you know, I used to have, I used to have a friend, um, I still do have a friend, who's, he's, uh, he's a Jewish guy, and he never cared if I said Merry Christmas or Happy mm-hmm. Holidays to him, but his brother, um, who's this awful human being, um, he would always, like, if I would see him on Christmas, he would say, don't you dare wish me a Merry Christmas. Like, he would open with that. And Holy like, crap. Man, you are just an asshole. I don't get that. I don't either. It's, yeah, Happy Holidays is the more PC way to do mm-hmm. it, but, you know, I may prefer for you to say hello as opposed to good morning, because mornings aren't good. <laughs> you know, so... I don't say, don't you dare say good morning to me. I don't like mornings, but that doesn't mean that it's not a good one for you. Just, who cares? Exactly. Why is that such a big thing? Yeah, even even I don't care. I just say Merry Christmas because uh, I, I found over the years that people really liked hearing it. Interesting, right? Right. No, um, it makes sense. It, it brings a sense of joy to people. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. It's, it's the time of the year. Everything is just happier and lighter and yeah people are in good moods stresses are high but it goes away quickly once Mm -hmm. you know you get together with friends and family and you you know you're just like hey no one merry christmas yeah exactly you know and my parents they they don't care but they say they say happy holidays um because you know they don't celebrate christmas um but it's interesting so my my dad works uh i probably told you this already but my dad my dad works as a um implant operations at St. Anthony's Hospital here where I was born in St. Petersburg. Um, and uh, he's a sort of a, he's like a maintenance guy. He's been there for a while. He's he's done work as a painter and all this other stuff. Um, but, you know, so he, uh, my dad put up 
Probably, I would say, most of the Christmas decorations in that hospital over the month of December leading, leading up to Christmas. And, like, a lot of people thought it was cute, amazing, you know, funny. Because, um, like, it's a, St. Anthony's Hospital was founded as, by a Catholic uh, Francescan uh, women's sister order, you know? Um, and they still have the order there active and everything. There's, there's the head uh, sister Mary, and there's even Catholic priests and other denominations of Christianity there. Uh, and they even have, I think, like a Jewish and a Muslim chaplain. But um, they all stop by every time, you know, and my at my de- where my dad's putting up the stuff, and they're like, "That is so funny, Mosin, that." Uh, a Muslim is putting up, you know, the, the, the Christmas decorations. Yeah, and my dad thought my dad thought it was cool. He didn't care. He wasn't, you and know. From what you were saying, he knocks it out of the park. Like he makes it look really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think that's absolutely, you know, and that's just fantastic. Because also goes to what we were saying a couple episodes ago about you know just doing a good job. Exactly. Taking pride in your work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, moving on to the to, to the testy one, which I know multiple people are looking forward to us talking about this today because they want to see, one, what I have to say about it, and two, what my good friend Muhammad has to say about it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Israel and the UN and what happened. Um, as we all know, uh, this week... This past week, yeah, uh, the UN did a vote. Security, security council. A security council. Yeah, yeah definitely security. Council. Yeah, a security council. That's why it was such a big deal, right? And they voted to, and they voted that uh, Israel could no longer build their in the settlements on the West Bank, which is actually which happens. I mean, um, it was basically them condemning it, saying you're not allowed to, right? Um, and Obama abstained yeah well like our ambassador there um but uh it's here's a funny thing you know like my my views as an egyptian arab muslim on israel have uh have grown over the time you know and i used to be um, as as all of you should you should not have your views from 10 to 15 years ago probably aren't going to be exactly the same. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I used to be super hostile towards um, Israel. And it wasn't just, it, it wasn't because, like, propaganda or anything. I just, I didn't like them, you know, because I heard about, um, you know, them beating the Egyptian military four times, basically. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, them, and then I read the history of, you know, how, how, how Israel was started, you know, before, like, way before World War Two. how those, um, during World War One, how those, um, Sorry about that. <laughs> it's his toy. Yeah, it's my, it's my fidget toy, so I don't make as much noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where was I? Um. Before World War Two. Yeah, like, you know, uh, and I was, uh, I didn't like it, uh, but... Over time, my, my, my opinion grew, and I was like, you know, two-state, you know? Um, and I, I've been uh, at a two-state solution forever, basically. Uh, and I don't think I'll ever leave the whole two-state solution. Okay, so describe what a two-state solution is. Oh, it, it's where they, they think there should be two very independent states 
of Israel and Palestine, basically. Okay, right. Um, I've always been for that, and that's that's where like this this why this language and why this. Uh, uh, why this uh, uh, Security Council vote is so important because people think that if Israel is able to expand its population and, and push its borders onto occupied territory that is not actually part of like Israel pre-1967, um, which was the Six-Day War when they preemptively struck against all the Arabs, beat them, you know, and, and annexed a lot of that. Um, beat them makes it sounds like they take like a stick and just like literally they did <laughs> yeah opposed, as opposed to defeated well because it was the Arabs like they kept talking war um, but Israel rightfully so because that would have been their in their shoes uh, preemptively struck and they blew up they bombed uh, the Egyptian, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they bombed the Egyptian, like most of the Egyptian military on their bases before they were able to do anything. So you know you don't have air support superiority, you you, do, you can't do anything. Um, so that's that's why that language is so important. Um, and uh, you know, like for a while, I was, I was more hostile towards Jews in general, and. Uh, but, you know, I did, I, 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 and then I started meeting Jews here in America, and they were nice to me, and I was nice to them, and I was just like, why did I always not like them? And, if, you know, it's, it, it, if, you, if you just look at history in general and, like, every single breakdown in communication and, and war and, and all the, the bad things that happen in the world, is, it seems it always happens because of miscommunication and people refusing to talk, um, you know, um, but uh, I don't, you know, I want to say I do also not agree with them um, building on other people's lands. Well, okay, so here's yeah. the way that I understand it, and I am not as well versed on Israel as in the Middle East, all the Middle East situations going on as I would like to be. But the way that I understand it is that like you said, back in uh, 1967, during the Six-Day War, uh, Israel annexed that land mm -hmm. um, from Egypt, correct? Or from... Both, Pal because Egypt kind of... Uh, they beat the Egyptian army. Yeah, and, and they, Egypt Egypt had Gaza right. in those lands. Um, but yeah, they, they went all the way up to the Suez Canal. Right. And then they, they pushed Jordan out of the West Bank and... So the Syrians out of the Golan Heights. Right. Yeah. So th they annexed that land. Mm -hmm. And um, according to, I don't remember what it was called, uh, there was a UN resolution, I think it was a re UN resolution 209, 242. They said yes, this is now Israel's land. Mm hmm from what I understand, is that the new resolution uh, that was just passed... I don't think any re resolution said anything pre-67 was supposed to be Israel. Is that what you're saying? No, the stuff that was after 67 was Israel. Yeah, okay. Well, it wasn't... It was lands inside Palestine, though, because, like, they were not giving them Sinai. I know that wasn't the case. Or, um, or the Golans, as far as I know. Yeah, because... Technically, anyways, continue. Right, but 
So the land that they were the the land that the settlements are on. Yeah. From what I understand, and I could be wrong, but from what I understand, um, the land that they're building on was the land that was annexed back in 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were building the settlements there, and they were told to stop building mm-hmm. the settlements there. Yeah. Um, the way that I look at that is if the UN were to you know to pass a resolution, the Security Council were to pass a resolution and say, hey, America, um, I know you annexed California from Mexico during the Mexican-American War, mm-hmm. uh, but you have to stop building there. Yeah. Um, but you have to stop building there. Yeah. I would be... I would give them a huge middle finger. No, that's mine. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not doing that. Screw you. Yeah, exactly. I took that, you know, we won that land. We have been using that land for the last 40, 50 years, whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. And no, you can't make me stop building there. Yeah, and that's that's the other that's the other part of my opinion like I don't think they should, obviously, but I don't think anybody should be telling Israel what to do. Um and, you know, and that actually extends as far as I think we need to get out of the UN as a whole. Like we can we can do our own um, U.S. exit out of the UN. You know, um, I don't like the United Nations. I don't like the European Union. I don't like any of that stuff. No, I don't Especially, like any sort of global yeah. one glo- one world global government kind of yeah entity. Yeah, especially because it's not set up fairly and. Some member states have more power than other member states with the whole veto system, and you end up binding other nations to do a bunch of other people's solution. So I I wouldn't want that happening on us here. I wouldn't want anybody else to have to abide by that either. So I don't think we should tell them what to do. Now, another side of that extension, to be honest comes from, like, my growing opinions of Israel. I still don't like the Israeli government in general. I just don't. Um, uh, And uh, uh, we, um, not Jews. I have have more Jewish friends than Muslim friends. That is the honest truth. I have Israeli friends. I'm not racist. So, I have black friends. Yeah, I'm not racist. <laughs> I have black friends. I so wanted to say something about that, but next time. Right. Um, but uh, besides all that, the the one thing is Israel allows over like one and a half million Arabs, uh, both Muslim and Christian Palestinians, to live as Israelis in Israel. So. Half the time, I also can't completely justify that they're complete assholes. Right. I've got a friend who, uh, I have a friend who used to live in Israel, and he said that there are many uh, Arabs who live within Israel because they say it's a better life for them there than it is outside of there. It is. So. It is. They even have representation in in Israel and the government, and they can vote. So, like... It's not perfect for them, and uh, they probably still want their own identity, uh, but if it's better, I mean, why, I can't completely condemn Israel, um, and that's that's just the truth, you know? I mean, um, I'm a lot of my Arab and Muslim friends, and I honestly, uh, that 
I don't care. That's uh, we can talk about that offline or even online if we have to. That's my that's my opinion on it. I don't agree with exactly what they're doing, but I can't completely condemn it either. Um, but the, I think the libertarian stance is we shouldn't be telling them what to do. Um, I also think we shouldn't be funding them, to be honest. But that's another story. That's a different story that we can talk about later. Uh, one last topic because we are already over time. A very sad, awful, terrible thing happened this week. 2016, everybody is saying that was an awful year and um, a lot of bad things happened. But it was all culminated this week when not only did we pass the George Orwell bill, but uh, an American treasure. The most wonderful, wonderful... American treasure uh, passed away. Um, Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. And as Muhammad knows, and many of you who listen may know, I am a Star Wars fanatic. I've got the Jedi symbol on the back of my Jeep. Mm -hmm. I uh, just got a new uh, vape that has the Imperial symbol on it, and I can't wait for that to come in the mail. Mm -hmm. Um, I wear Star Wars shirts often. I've got... It's Star Wars barbecue tongs that I just got as well. I've got Darth Vader stirring mugs. So Carrie Fisher passing away was awful. Yeah. Um, along with every other celebrity that we lost this year. But that one really, really struck home for me. Uh, just because she was such a huge part of my mm-hmm. childhood and growing up. Yeah. Um, so my heart goes out to her family and I her mom passed away the next day which is yeah. just very sad yeah um you know they're saying one of the last things she said was she wanted to be with carrie yeah they, they were talking about she was talking with her son and she said yeah. i want to be with carrie and that was one of the last things that she said which is just absolutely sad yeah so my heart goes out to uh carrie fisher's family and her daughter and her brother and everybody um and to every feminist who understands uh, all the things that she did right in this world mm-hmm. and to all the people with mental uh, disorders that see the help that she did to take the stigma off of that and to everybody who liked postcards from the edge or uh, when Harry met Sally or mm-hmm. her part in the blues brother uh, but she will always be she will always be my princess, um, and she will be so many others' princess, and we will continually always miss her. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we really had to say about that, and I just really wanted to talk about Carrie Fisher for a quick second. Yeah. Um, but that is, we're already over time, as we tend to be. Um, so thank you again to Low Tide Cava Bar, because we didn't thank them at the beginning. Uh, thank you to Low Tide Cava Bar for the cava. You want to do a quick bula? Yeah, sure. We could do another bula. Another one? Yeah. The first one? Or first, yeah, yeah, the first one of the day. All right, cool. Here, All here. right. Shells up. Bula, bula. Again, thank you, Low Tide Cattle Bar. Thank you to all of you for coming out and uh, listening. Uh, we asked for you to share, like, uh, whatever with this so that other people get a chance to hear us. Um, thank you to Adam Freeman because I said I would say your name one more time. Um, and thank you to you all very much. Uh, you have anything? Uh, please keep sending in your suggestions. Um, hopefully... 
we didn't move into the live thing as soon as we wanted to. Uh, we're working on it. It's not easy, um, and uh, we're we're still we're still testing this whole thing out. Um, but if you have suggestions, if you if you have guest suggestions, uh, also give those to me. I already have a pretty good cool list of people on there that I want to bring in. Uh, I want to bring in my friend Zuri Davis, uh, my uh, Jack Hunter uh, at Rare, uh, Alex Merced. Uh, Grant Phillips, but uh, there's a lot of cool libertarians I want to start bringing on maybe like Every two weeks or something. Maybe I don't know depending on how many there are we might be doing it quite often um, But any uh, and we're on uh, Whatchamacallit, what did you say we were on now? Uh, Striker radio. We're on Striker radio now yeah, um, Joe Rogan and uh, Mark Levin and a yeah. couple other people. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're trying to branch We're trying to branch out uh, to as many places as we can just help us out keep on listening and uh, you know If you do like it, please share, you know, yeah, just please. tell your friends to listen to it. That's right. it. That's it um, Hopefully they'll end up liking it and sharing it. So absolutely. So all right, man. Well, uh, all right guys where we're going We don't need roads